0: as much as the client knows their product and as much as we know what we're doing, the only thing that matters is the person that's clicking on that ad and what are they doing when they get to the site
1: hello there my name's Rick Nusky this is the my future business show it's wonderful to be back with you you've had a bit of a, a bit of a break between drinks as it were um, and uh, you know it's just wonderful to be back with you now if this is your first time joining us on the show welcome I know that you are in for a treat now on today's show I have the pleasure of welcoming award-winning digital expert and founder and CEO at Pico digital Samantha Bedford welcome to the show Samantha
0: Hi, Rick. Thanks for for having me. I'm looking forward
1: to it. It's an absolute pleasure having you here. Now, you and I, we're going to be talking about a whole host of different things, including paid media, the impact of AI on how we market our business, and how to build an effective marketing strategy that's helping business owners achieve their growth goals. But what we do at the start of the call, Samantha, is we spend a bit of time just Talking about you, learning a little bit about your life, and um, just so for a bit of context for the listeners. So, where are you calling in from today?
0: Yeah, so I am currently based in Scotland, um, about 40 minutes outside of Glasgow. Um, I've had a bit of a a global tour, if you want to put it that way. Yes. Yeah, so um, I was originally born in the UK. Um, in England and um, when I was about six or seven I moved over to Cape Town South Africa um, and that's where I pretty much had all of my childhood and my education you know that kind of thing um, started my first job <coughs> um, in the traditional advertising industry um, out in Cape Town South Africa and then I got an opportunity Um, it's a bit crazy Um, I'll never forget my dad said to me what are you doing (laughs) Um, because you know obviously South Africa is a third world country and um, (laughs) and I was I was going into the digital space um you know and you've got to remember most of our houses there are still on dial-up and um you know, my dad's like, what are you doing with your career? And this, that and the other. And I've never looked back, to be honest. Yeah, it's fantastic. So yeah, so I got into the digital space. um, And then about, I was about three or four years into the digital arena. um, And I decided to, well, got an opportunity. um, An amazing guy, Andrew Beckman, um, gave me an opportunity to come over to the United States. 'Cause obviously skills were lacking in the digital space. Mm-hmm. Um and I had, you know, over three years, almost four years experience by then. Um, so I was able to get a specialist visa and then I moved over to Denver, Colorado. Yeah,
1: wow. And
0: um and then about three and a half years ago, um I, you know, um basically with the support of my husband and my child, um shipped them all over to Scotland um, and it's been interesting because I'd never been to Scotland before, none of us, um, and we're just like, well, why not?
1: Yeah, why <laughs> Let's not? Let's do it. No. Why not? Yeah.
0: And, um, you know, and that was basically it. We sold our house in the United States and uh, we bought our house here in Scotland online.
1: Oh, um, was it sight unseen?
0: Yeah. Um, Sight unseen. Oh,
1: wow. That's a big thing, isn't it?
0: Yeah, so we landed in Glasgow and like literally that day we landed, it was like we'll run to the bank to put the deposit in for the house because we arrived on the Wednesday and we were moving in on the Friday. Oh, goodness. <laughs> and um, the first time we saw the house was when we got the keys on the Friday. That's so amazing. So absolutely crazy. <laughs> and, um, and as I say, we've never been here before. So it's one of those things where we really, truly, 100% embraced the digital landscape. Um you know, to can can I ask you a question move, move continents. Do you yeah. think
1: do you think it'll be your last home? Is that or do you think you'll plan to move again?
0: Um, I absolutely love Scotland, so I'm not sure. Um you know, but never say never. Right. Like never. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. Tell me so, what do you love. I don't what,
1: know. what do you love about the place the most? I'm sure it's not the weather.
0: Um, actually funnily enough, I'm not bothered with the weather. No. Um You know, no, I'm not bothered with it. I just feel like rain is so cleansing.
1: Oh yes, I agree.
0: Um, yeah, so and just the sound of it as well. So it's just great for Mother Nature. I I don't know, I just feel it rain is very cleansing. Um, but um I guess I mean we just really did our research well because we landed in an amazing spot. Our house is right on a river. So um, we even have a waterfall oh, coming down nice. in our backyard. Oh. In our backyard. <laughs> That's you incredible. You know, so yeah, so it's just crazy, and um, you know the people are just amazing. They're just so, you know, they're there for you. Everybody's there for you.
1: Absolutely. Um,
0: now,
1: now, tell you me, know, um,
0: tell me yeah. some,
1: tell me something about the support of your partner. I know um, how important that can be. How much difference did it make knowing that you had the support of your loved ones?
0: Yeah, so I think, well, my husband is, you know, who's not, um, you know, he's not usually open to change. Right. Um, so he's like the kind of kid when you go back to your family home, you know, he'll still sit at the same spot at the table that he sat when <laughs> he was like two. Yep. You know, so, and whoever's in his seat needs to move. Like, that's it. <laughs> yeah and um you know so he's just not um you know that way inclined so when we brought it up i was surprised because it was a very joint decision and um you know as i say i don't know like i mean it was just like out of nowhere, out of nowhere. and um and he was totally on board with it and um and as i say I was, it took me by surprise you know it still takes me by surprise um you know, because he's just a creature of habit and, um, but, um, he's also absolutely thrilled with the decision. Um, loves it over here. Um, you know, so yeah, so it's all good. Same with, yeah. So, you know, same with my son. Um, you know, he's having the time of his life over here. I think he's always meant to be, cause he was born in the United States. Um, he is absolutely crushing it um, at rugby. Oh, very and, good. You know, very and rugby rugby's not a very big thing in the United States. It's getting there.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So what do you um, like to do? Do you like to follow sports at all? Is that your thing? What do you do in your pastime?
0: Yeah, um, well, I work a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but um, no, in my pastime, I just love to explore. So um, one of the reasons we love the idea of Scotland is that it's just not far from everywhere. Yep um you know so i mean it's like you know a couple of hours and you're in spain you know a couple of hours you're in france you know like that kind of thing it's just not um you know well when we're in the united states it's like you know it's four to five hours just going from denver to new york you know so um you know because it's just so vast so um you know i think the biggest thing for us is just getting around and exploring um you know just getting out
1: just kidding you. Um, yeah. And that's
0: what I enjoy doing. But also, there's just times when I'm like, the weather's just perfect, and we have a hammock, and it's right right next to the river, uh. and just lying on that hammock and just sipping on a mimosa, and then I'm just, I'm good. Right.
1: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> always <laughs> right with the world. Yeah, always <laughs> right with the world. Yeah. Now, I can see you, uh, you know, flicking through the pages of a of a good novel. Do you like reading?
0: Um, I do, um, you know, most of my work is, um, more along, well, most of my reading is more along the lines of like work related and just, you know, leadership and improving, you know, my knowledge kind of thing. Sometimes it's just reading, you know, blogs or up-to-date stuff, um, on there. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think the one thing that I've read recently, um, I believe there's a movie coming out as well, but it's The Subtle Art of Not Giving a, oh, a yes. PCK. Oh, yes. Yeah, another
1: one. <laughs> and,
0: um, yeah, and I, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed that one. Um, you know, so I think also, you know, the environment in Scotland is just like everybody here is just like, you know pretty casual so down to earth yeah, yeah casual yeah, absolutely and uh, it sort of helps but there's times i sit there like we're in the process of buying a, a new car and i'm like in the united states like you would just go in like this is the car i want and like 48 and hours it. you have a car yep you know but over here it's like being you know like four weeks so oh. it's like a real test of patience <laughs> um public, you know public on transport outside. For you. so yeah so it's uh you know because it's laid back which is great um but as i say it's hard to kick those habits yeah well um um,
1: tell me a little bit about um um I, i don't know about you but i enjoy getting up uh early in the morning are you an early riser and what's your day look like what's your routine
0: yeah, um, not an early riser, yeah. um, <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm not going to lie, I mean, I set my alarm for today's call so that I can actually shower <laughs> and, um, and, you know, feel, feel better when I'm sitting on the call, so, um, but yeah, no, I'm not an early riser and that's because I do a lot of work in the United States, yep. um, so obviously from a time zone standpoint, it's just more important for me to be, you know, more accessible in the evening, my time. Um, you know, like late afternoon, evening versus the morning.
1: It's like that, isn't it? Yes.
0: Yeah. So I generally do a bit of a flip-flop, you know, where normally I'm only going to bed like about midnight, 1 o'clock. Yep. Um, You know, so I just wake up later. So
1: Do you find it uh, it difficult to switch off when you want to go to sleep because you're busy-minded? Yes, Mm.
0: very much so, yes. How do you get get Um, around that? good question. Um, when I live next to a river, so I have the window open and listen to the, listen river, to the river, but, um, I actually, um, use the four, 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 four breathing technique.
1: Oh.
0: Um, yeah. So it's basically, you know, breathe in for four seconds, hold for four seconds, breathe out for four seconds, hold for four seconds, you know, and mm. then obviously repeat. Um, so and basically, because you're counting and breathing at the same time, it just quietens your mind. Quiets your mind, um,
1: yeah. Wow, that's a, that's really. Yeah. Good. There's people, lots of people on this, on listening to the show. That's you know go through these similar experiences, and that's why I think the value of, of talking about, I guess, a bit about you behind the business is so important. So mm-hmm. I appreciate you sharing. Yeah. Now, when was your first experience as an entrepreneur? Mine was washing cars. Do you remember what you were doing?
0: Um. I wouldn't say as an entrepreneur, I mean, basically, I packed bags at a shopping center. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, you know, like, I don't know, like Tesco's, Kroger, you know, that kind of thing. And I was the one standing behind the counter um, packing the bags. And um, anyway, this was in Cape Town, South Africa. And um, so basically what happened, a friend of mine and I... Uh, we both fell in love. We were oh I was fifteen at the time. Both fell in love with this like adorable like teddy bear at the store um <laughs> next to next to the grocery store and I was like, I want that teddy bear and she's like, Well so do I and I was like, Well I'm getting that there
1: <laughs>
0: and um, anyway so I went in to the the it was called shop right checkers at the time It's in South Africa yep. I walked in there I applied for a job and to be honest I actually lied about my age <laughs> because um, you had to be 16 to work um, and I wasn't quite 16 at the time wasn't far off so it wasn't too bad of a lie um, <laughs> Anyway, I got the job and on my first paycheck, I went in and got that oh, damn teddy bear. I
1: bet you did. I bet you did. <laughs> I <Yeah>. love it.
0: <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, so that's sort of my little thought introduction. In life and I think I've, yeah, yeah. And I've always been, you know, striving, I yes. guess. Like I've always, you know, even if it's like, you know, a little skull like a teddy bear, like, you know, I mean, I've always been working towards goals. and. Yeah. Um, yeah,
1: you definitely have a, a strong mindset. Tell me a little bit about the importance of mindset for you. Do you have any down days? And when you do, if you do, how do you, you know, navigate those days where you just want to pull the the covers over your head?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it's. Um, I mean, I have down days. Yep. I absolutely have down days. Um, actually, for a while there in my career, I was actually suffering a lot from um, anxiety and panic attacks. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was. It was intense it was very intense um you know that that's the problem right when you start going up the ladder in your career um you know everything's so much more um magnified it's really weighing on your shoulders yeah and um you know and unfortunately i took like a turn you know into the anxiety side of things and um I think some of the things I've done is um, just like those breathing techniques <clears throat> you know and 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 being okay with it being like okay just accepting it. it yeah Um, you know if you have a partner I mean my husband is amazing um, you know whenever I was having a panic attack it just blew me down yeah other yep. techniques that I use as well is just redirecting right yep. Yep. so um, you know, so one of the techniques that I use is just going to the freezer and grabbing a block of ice. Um, you know, and holding it in your hand because you're redirecting that panic. Yes. <clears throat> so
1: whatever works. Yeah, so
0: that's, Yeah, exactly. So, you know, it's little things like that um, you know, that really help. Um so i do a lot of that but i think it's just embracing it i think you know i've taken the stance ever since i started having anxiety and panic attacks of not leaving everything to the last minute so if something comes in for work like i take care of it Mm -hmm. you know and it gets done it's not like oh this only needs to get done you know by the end of the week i don't do that anymore like i just like to get things done Mm -hmm. um you know so that if I am having a down day, I have the right to have a down day. Absolutely. And um, you know, I have the right to sort of emotionally put my back myself back on track. Yeah. Because, you know, if not, I'm not okay with that. Um, I just feel like I'm gonna run myself into the ground, and um, and that's not good for my team. It's not good for my clients. Um, you know, it's just not good for business in general. So yeah, um, you got
1: to look after yourself that, first.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I think that's a hard thing to do um, because you're responsible for so much Yeah. Um, as a business owner. Um, but, you know, it's taken me a long time. This is not something that was like an overnight thing for me, <laughs> um, you know, um, but it's just, it's one of those things where like, if I just need a down day, I take a down day. And I think I also look at the clock very differently.
1: I bet you right? do, right? Yeah.
0: So you know the way I look at it is like I have 24 hours, right? Like I mean, if I need a moment, or mm-hmm. I just need to go out and you know have like a bitch session to a client, you know, not a client, <laughs> um, but just yeah, someone. sometimes to sometimes to a client, but you know, to a friend or something. But like you know, if I'm just having like a good chat with someone. Um, need a good chat with someone i go do it
1: you don't need go do it that's everybody you, needs an outlet. you just
0: go do it and um you know and i think you know just changing your perception and your mindset on that and just actually doing it yeah. um is a big thing um you know for me um and just as i say looking at those 24 hours i you know if i i need eight hours of downtime. I'm going to take eight hours, take downtime eight hours of downtime during the day yep. and I can, you know, sit and catch up on some emails and prioritize them, uh, based on that. Um, you know, and I think that's just, it's important. Um, we're living, feedback. we're living, we're living in an environment where, you know, mental health isn't spoken about a lot with getting there. Um, but I will openly say, like I have a mental health problem, but At the same time, you know, because I like to think of myself as a problem solver, I found techniques that work for me um, to pull myself out of that. So, you know, that I'm, you know, predominantly in a very constructive and productive, you know, mindset every day. Samantha, that's
1: um, that's why I enjoy so much talking with people like you, and just you know, lifting the I guess lifting the lid on your life a little bit. So I really do appreciate mm-hmm. it. Now let's shift gears, yeah. and then let's yeah. tell, tell me where the name Pico Digital came from. I love that name.
0: <laughs> well, it's gotta be a story um, there. Uh, it, there is. Um, so um, it was actually. Um, Uh, A friend of mine, um, we were at a Mexican restaurant um, in Denver, and we were sitting there drinking some margaritas and whatnot, and, um, you know, I think the biggest thing is, you know, once you start going up the ladder, um, and I think this is a big thing for anybody to do, is to reflect and decide whether that's what you really want to do, because it's not just about money, right? Yeah. And, um, you know, and... I was sitting there and I was reflecting and I felt like, you know, I'm a senior vice president of a large, you know, digital advertising agency and am I enjoying it? And I'm like, I'm proud of my accomplishments and I love location through media, which is where I came from. Um, they're the ones who gave me the opportunity and you know, they're phenomenal agency. Um, but for me, I just didn't want to sit in meetings all day. I didn't want to, um, you know, just, not be working on the ground you know i wanted yep. to run campaigns you know as you can tell i'm sort of you know like a, a problem solver so yep. i like to be able to you know take things and uh, you know turn them around and that's where i get my kicks and i, I just it. felt like i didn't have an opportunity for that do you know the higher you go up the ladder so yep. Yep. I did a lot of reflection on that and at the end of the day um you know i decided right it's time for me to you know maybe start my own thing give it a try mm. um because when i came over to the united states um when i was working at location three there was only you know three of us working there and um you know and we grew that company um you know to about 68 people by the time i left um You know so um so it's a huge
1: Huge you know
0: honor yeah a huge honor to have been a part of something like that um but as i say i needed to get back to the things i love doing um which is building keywords analyzing competitors you know kicking the the ass out of competitors
1: absolutely
0: (laughs) you know things like that so um so yeah so in this restaurant um and i'm like this is what i want to do you know that kind of thing and, um, anyway, so it's basically a drunk night at a Mexican restaurant in a <laughs> short story. Um, and in front of us was a bowl of pico de gallo. So anyway, so we're like, oh, let's call it pico digital. And, um, anyway, so at the end of the day, that's what I called it, yes. um, just out yeah. of, you know, respect for that. But also, if you take a look at the, uh, you know, Spanish translation, Pico means peak, yes. like of a mountain. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I thought, oh, well, that you know, it's a good angle for it we'll as well instead that. of junk, instead of a drunk night at a Mexican restaurant. And, um, yeah, so it's sort of, that's what stuck, so. Yeah, yeah. that's
1: great, Viva. Thank (laughs) you so very much. I love these stories. Now, I'm glad you did, because uh, for context, I know that you've uh, scored yourself for a long list of awards. I'm wondering if you can, just for the sake of context, share some of them with us.
0: Yeah, so, um, well, we've won a number of them. Most of them have been in, like, the SEO, ABM um, space, mostly in the B2B space. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's basically taking a look at and um, transforming um, a clients programs so a lot of what we did was for a um, manufacturing uh, tool so um, it, was, it was called infinity QS um, that actually just been purchased right. um, by another company um, but a lot of the work we did with them I mean it's just amazing because this client um, really enabled us to do what we do best.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, you know, they didn't tie our hands. Um, you know, so we were able to do loads and loads of different sort of multivariate and AB tests and, you know, and try things. And, you know, I think the big thing was none of us were afraid to fail. Um, you know, so, and I shouldn't say fail so much as in like completely fail. It's more like we take, we know what we're doing and we take these, you know, um, strategies, but you know, sometimes the strategy works and sometimes it doesn't.
1: Wins and losses. And
0: wins and losses, exactly. As long as there's more wins.
1: Of course. And, um,
0: (laughs) you know, so, but yeah, and at the end of the day, there's just, it just wins and wins and wins and wins. Um, You know, but you've got to go through through some of that heartache. And, you know, it was just amazing that the client enabled us to do all of that. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, we had a lot of flexibility with regards to let's test this out on LinkedIn. Um, and I mean, we got to a stage on LinkedIn where um, LinkedIn put together like a competitor set for yep. us, yep. Um, a peer set, and um, essentially the peer set was paying in the B2B specific space, and the peer set was paying you know around $200 a lead on LinkedIn, and we were paying around 50. Oh, wow yeah but i mean it just takes patience it paints time it takes strategy and you know that kind of thing so um but it was it was very 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 rewarding and as i say we did we won you know like a lot of awards
1: a, a long list of them
0: yeah a very long list of awards so
1: i can i ask you um yeah. I, I know that. Um, you've done a lot of different work and a lot of it would have required to have some sort of a qualification with the likes of Microsoft and Google. You've also got qualifications in those spaces as well. Tell us a little bit about the importance of those.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, Google specifically is pretty big one for us, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um, because it's actual Google premier partnership. So Google has, a uh, you know, different tiers of partnerships. And um, so, the highest tier, the highest level you can get is the Premier Partnership, and that's only the top three percent of advertising agencies. Wow. So it's very, very, very um, critical um, that we, um, you know, keep our standards, you know, elevated, basically, yeah, yeah. and um, you know, and going above and beyond, basically. So, and also just being a part of, you know, Google's testing environments as well.
1: So, so lots of work that goes know, on into that. I, I can only imagine how long it would take to go through that initial certification, then maintenance. But um, I know yeah. I, I love this saying that the teamwork uh, teamwork makes the dream work. Tell us a little bit about yeah. the Pico Digital team. I know that they're significant. Yeah. So on our
0: team, we have what's exciting for us is we have a team of about seven, eight people. Um, I say the eighth one because they're more in, like, the design side of things. Mm -hmm. So, you know, um, they also do some other work on the side Um, because design doesn't take up a full-time position. Yep, yep. But um, we're all very experienced and passionate about the digital space. We've all got similar mindsets. Um, We don't look at it as we don't have, like, a tiered structure of, like,
1: This person's your
0: yeah, we just don't have that. We just, you know, our tier structure basically at the top of the tier is the client. (laughs) And we're all underneath and we do our thing. You do your thing. Um, you know, towards uh, you know, to achieve the results for the client. Um I think the biggest thing we do is just ensure we don't have any silos between us. Um you know, so it's important. So if I'm doing something on, you know, Google, for example, and I'm doing some multivariate or A-B testing on Google with regards to, say, landing pages or ad text and images, and, you know, the biggest thing there is like, well, what am I learning, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, what's working? What's not working? What elements in all of it is, you know, maybe pulling it down? um you know and trying to look for those trends and um but then once i've got all of that information you know i mean i wouldn't be doing any justice to the client if i'm not sharing that with every single member of the team Uh, and sharing it with the client's team as well Mm. um and making sure that all of that information is shared so that every single piece um can work cohesively together and we can all learn from each other because i think the biggest responsibility of doing paid media specifically um, is that we have a real-life focus group right yeah and um, and for us like we can learn stuff you know relatively quickly while SEO is a much slower process design you know is like you know you've got to get it out there to test it you know so if we're not feeding information back there's a lot of responsibility on paid media to share that level of information to improve SEO, to improve the website landing pages, yep. um, you know, to improve email campaigns, you know, and um, that kind of thing. So, um, Certainly yeah, Certainly a lot going on, so, nice isn't there?
1: I, um, I, I wonder if I may ask, um, AI, what's your take on it? It seems to be taking over the world in a mad flurry of activity at the moment. Is it of concern to you or do you think that it's something to embrace?
0: Um, I think it's twofold. <laughs> so it's so um, early
1: days. It's hard to tell, isn't it?
0: Well, it's it's early days. There's certain parts, and I think the thing is, it's like AI is just so massive, mm. right? Um, you know, so I think you know, looking at AI as a whole can be concerning, but you've got to portion it down into how relevant is it for your specific industry, you know? And there's certain things that I I love about it, right? Like. Um, you know, AI-driven uh, bid management strategies, yep, right? Yep, things yep. like that. Um, you know, AI optimizations on your ad copies. Um, you know, just there's loads of things that, you know, enable us, at least in our space, to... Um, I don't know, give us quicker, you know, empower quicker actions, Mm -hmm. essentially, Yep. Um, you know, and sort of get things done a lot quicker. And it just gives us a lot more time to put towards like those strategic insights and like the strategic thinking.
1: Yeah, I love it.
0: Um, But I think the biggest challenge that I have with AI is, um, you know, AI is driven by people. (laughs)
1: Yeah.
0: Right. So AI learns from human behavior. So people. And, um, you know, I think the challenge we have with AI as well is like because it's learning from people, uh, it's also taking on, you know, people's perceptions, right? Um, and, you know, so obviously it's going to be hard to, you know, sometimes decipher what's right and what's, what's wrong. wrong yeah. You know, there are some things that, you know, AI just can't do because they are not human. No um you know and i think that's the big thing is that you know as much as it's improving and constantly improving um you know i think it's also really really important um you know that we're thinking i always like to say that we we like to think of ai as heartbeat guided ai so um that's the term we like to use and um because we're all about the heartbeats so Mm um even when we're analyzing you know or a client comes to us and they're like oh you know um we think these keywords or this ad copy you know like that kind of thing and i'm like well we can make it live but i think we should test it against this and this ah, because yes. at the end of the day you know as much as the client knows their product and as much as we know what we're doing The only thing that matters is the person that's clicking on that ad and what are they doing when they get to the site of course Um, you know and that's what drives the revenue for the company that's what drives the results for us and we continue to retain our clients and um, you know so everything for us is about that heartbeat and personalizing it as much as we can yeah so as as much as AI helps us a lot at the same time, we have to make sure that our copy is written for each individual, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yep. We absolutely. We, we want to be speaking to them. We don't want it to, you know, be seen as just, you know ai generated
1: content you can you, know, you can, that you can generally thing. tell can't you i mean um uh, people are not silly you've yeah. got to make sure that you've got that like you say the heartbeat on there so thank you very much for sharing um that part of i guess the the story there at uh, pico digital now well, who is your ideal yeah. client are you working with b2b or is that small business who are you who's your preferred client yeah so
0: um i would say a large percentage of our clients are B2B. Um, mm. We've had a lot of success in that space. A lot of our awards um, are in the B2B space, and um, you know, outside of that, um, you know, mostly the travel industry, um, healthcare, um, realty, um, you know, that kind of thing. So yep, yep. Um, we're not looking for the big giants in the world, um, you know. So we don't want large enterprise companies, you know, we are looking at more small to medium sized businesses. Yeah. Um, so I'd say anywhere from like 51 employees and, you know, max, maybe 150.
1: Um,
0: and, um, you know, we're not looking for hundreds of clients. No,
1: no,
0: no. We, we don't want to, you know, I don't want to grow to a massive agency. Like I said to you earlier, I love being able to be involved with all of our clients. So, you know, um, obviously, I know that limits me from a revenue standpoint. But for me, it's not about the revenue. It's about the clients. Um, and it's also just about the overall digital experience. Um, you know, as I say, if, if the digital experience was shit out there, I, I might have been in a very bad place. In bad place.
1: Yeah, <laughs> well, look, um, it's certainly um, um, an environment that um, you know, the decision that you made some years ago now has, has been fruitful for you and um, the the content yeah. that you are sharing on this show is just so powerful. I really do appreciate it. Now, when you first connect with somebody, we're getting to the pointy end of the call. When we connect with uh, Pico Digital, what is the, I guess, the process for you to meet your new client where they are? How do you work that out? Yeah. Um, so on our website, we
0: actually have a go-to-market checklist. So... Um, essentially there's two ways that we can go about working with a client. We can obviously take over what they're currently doing, right. Um, but while that's happening, we are revamping. Um, I can basically say to you that 99% of the time, um, that we go and take a look at a client's account, it just, isn't set up the way we would the peak, we call it the peconian way yeah. <laughs> um you know which is something we've sort of developed over the last 25 years right yeah. Yeah. and um and you know we basically work with what they've got right now obviously select some low-hanging fruit that we can fix um you know on their current campaigns um but really we go back to the drawing board um and i think it's important to do that it's a uh, you know i call it go going back to basics and, um, I want to check, I want to make sure, you know, is the tracking correct? Because I think a lot of times, um, people launch campaigns and then it's like a bit of a set it and forget it is yeah. what we, I normally see, mm-hmm. um, happening on campaigns, um, or the campaigns are 100% reliant on AI. Um, and, um, you know, and it needs to be a solid blend. Like I say, we need to be, you know pulling out common sense and personality and, you know, which is stuff AI just can't do.
1: It just right? can't do it.
0: Yeah. Um, so, and then we rebuild the campaigns. Um, and sometimes it's a staggered approach. Sometimes we just start in Google and rebuild Google. Mm-hmm. Um, in LinkedIn, we usually find that the audiences are just not set up very well for testing. Yep. Um, you know, so there's a lot of changes that we make on LinkedIn usually for audience testing, um, and then creative testing on LinkedIn. Um, and, um, yeah. And then just trying to get as much information as we can from the clients. So, um, you know, do they have like a, a, a brand Bible? Do they have, um, any, did they do any sort of like surveys or anything with their current customers? Can we get that? Um, and I think one of the most important calls we ever do is actually with the sales team. Um, you know, because it's really important for us to understand from the sales team, yep. you know, what are they hearing when they're on the phone? Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Um, you know, what are, why are people looking into that client's product or service? Why are they, um, you know, leaving their current, you know, vendor? Yep. Um, you know, there's just so many questions that we like to have answered because, at the end of the day you know we've only got a very 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 small amount of ad space we've only got you know a certain amount of text that we can use mm-hmm. um and that means to um the way i like to say it is basically we just need to make sure that in all of that that first impression um, we let that person know that we're gonna, you know, solve the problem that's keeping them up at night, you know, waking them up, waking them up in sweats, <laughs> yeah, um, in <laughs> the night, um, you know. So our goal is to sort of, you know, find those nuggets in all of the information that we have, um, and there's multiple nuggets. So which ones are we going to test first, um, you know? Because the, that's the biggest thing. There has to be a testing philosophy. Absolutely. Um, And you know, and it needs to be consistently changing. You can't just implement a test and just set it and forget it. Now, I
1: know that, yeah. There's certainly a journey that has to go on here. There's obviously a relationship beyond this initial contact and filling out some forms and getting to, you know, shake hands here and there. You have an ongoing yeah. relationship with people now. When people actually want to reach out with you, I'm pretty sure there's going to be a lot of people on the line that uh, will want to work with you. Where are they actually going to go to find you? Where's the best start point for them?
0: Yeah. So um, obviously, there's our website, um, so you can go there um and as i say if you go to the website um we do have a go to market checklist and a video that you can watch Mm -hmm. as well um you know going through that go to market checklist so even if you're not interested in our services just please go there because you know it, it it's valuable information it's stuff that i've you know how I approach things um, sure. you know so um, if you're not interested in using us that's fine but at least help yourselves to the information <laughs> um, you know and make the digital environment a better place um, so what's you know, the actual then, URL
1: what's the, the, the yeah
0: so it's uh, choose pico ocom so choose pico and um, the other thing obviously reach out to me on LinkedIn um, Samantha Bedford on LinkedIn um, and the other thing as well, you're welcome to just email me directly at just sam at
1: There you go. Um, If if, if anybody's on this call today and you've listened into this call, we literally have just scratched the surface. There is so much to talk about in terms of paid media, paid marketing, call it what you will. And I know that the team at Pico Digital have the skills that you need to get results that you are looking for. So make sure you definitely visit the website. I'll be making sure that the link is available below this call no matter where you see it. You're definitely gonna be able to get back to Samantha and her wonderful team. And with all that being said, Samantha, Thank you so very much for joining me on the My Future Business show today.
0: Thanks Rick, it's been fun.